there, Scoobies. Hello. Hello. Hey, as we talked about in our episode this past Monday, we are returning to the space here and in Angel on Top with an episode featuring the brilliant, amazing, <laughs> very powerful mm-hmm. Latoya Ferguson, Alana Bennett, and Ira Madison III. Yes! In an overarching conversation on the treatment of race in the Buffy and Angel verse. This episode is one of our first actions toward a larger plan of reparations here in our community and podcast spaces. It is also a fucking blast. We know that we have missed and neglected many important moments in our five-season journey through Buffy, and this episode is the first in an ongoing series that is going to feature many different Black, Indigenous, and POC voices. We know that as two white, cis women, we will never have the full scope of understanding and perspective that BIPOC creators do, which is why our voices are not present in today's episode. We are so pumped to share this conversation with you all and so incredibly thankful to LaToya for her work as host and producer and to Alana and Ira for co-hosting. Links to follow them and learn more about their work are in today's show notes. We also want to take a moment before we get into today's episode to extend a massive thank you to Mackenzie McDade and Albadaza, who have been working with us as consultants and facilitators, and to the members of our BIPOC listenership who have also contributed feedback, guidance, and consultancy over the past month. You can read more about Mac and Alba's work in today's show notes as well. Also, please listen before we roll into the episode today. This conversation includes spoilers for the entire series of Buffy and the entire series of Angel, including the comics. So if you haven't watched, if you haven't read, you're going to need to go do that now so you can get to this episode because it fucking rules. Turn back all ye who would enter here if there weren't spoilers. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Hello, uh, welcome to this very special episode of Buffering the Vampire Slayer. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson, and I am a freelance writer for the AV Club, Pace Magazine, IndieWire, and a bunch of other places. I am Alana Bennett. I am a culture writer and TV writer. I write for Roswell, New Mexico. And I am Ira Madison III. Um, I am a host of the podcast Keep It and a television writer, most recently of Netflix's Daybreak and Quibi's Nikki Fresh. Uh, And today I am talking with these uh, very impressive writers uh, about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel um, and race in uh, the Buffy and Angel verse. Um, We are three uh, black uh, LGBTQ uh, creators who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. I'm going to just say that right there. We love them both, possibly equally, possibly one more than the other, but we don't need to share that right now. (laughs) Um, you know how I feel about Angel, and I love it more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel the other direction, unfor- uh, controversial. Uh, this is also a, a Angel over Buffy situation, so yes. deal with it, Alana. <laughs> That's okay. I'm outvoted. That is fine. <laughs> oh, we've taken over. Um, so I guess uh, first up, we should probably talk about our, our Buffy slash Angel origin stories. Um, so for me... Uh, I started watching Buffy originally uh, during reruns of season five before season six premiered. Uh, 
um, immediately just kind of fell in love with it. And then luckily around that time also FX started doing the reruns. So that was very good for catching up on Buffy. And then when I started watching Buffy as an Aaron season six, which is a, a bizarre thing to do when you're watching with your family, your two younger siblings and your mother. Um, yeah, uh, when we have Buffy and uh, Spike uh, fucking down a house, it's a it's a situation to uh, have with your uh, younger siblings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, with that came Angel, which I believe uh, it would have been Angel season three, which was the first season I saw. And uh, TNT, of course, had those reruns, so I was I was catching up as I was watching. It was a lot of things, uh, and I just I fell in love with it. I literally I would like go to Buffy World and I would get quotes, and I had like a notebook just full of Buffy quotes. Um, because I'm a nerd and that is the life I live. Yeah. Um, I first started watching Buffy in, it was just completely the chaotic, like early 2000s way of, of it being reruns completely out of order. And it took a while of, of just com- Saturday marathons to figure out what was happening and what season I was even in. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was a young teenager witnessing that fucking of the house down, truly a life changing moment puzzling over how sex works and not and it not it, it doesn't get there and neither did i <laughs> but, <laughs> and then uh, did, did you also find with double meat palace uh the fucking uh, the like the dumpster like is that how it works <laughs> yeah just like oh is that is that possible i with, mean with we've all skirt. done that <laughs> <laughs> for me with the with the house down one it's like the way her skirt goes in that I was in like the way he, I was like, is that how anatomy is, what is going where? I don't know. But then when I got to college, I actually watched all of it in a row. I was in a student taught uh, Buffy class where we just like went through it like a syllabus and that was, okay. yeah, it was academia. Nice. Yes. Feeling old. <laughs> um, I started watching Buffy in season two. <laughs> original. Original. <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, Old man the, Ira the fir- over here. <laughs> the first season had finished airing on WB. And uh, before season two started, I caught reruns of season one in the summer. So that's how I mm-hmm. found Buffy um, before season two. And followed it all the way through. You know, so mm-hmm. that was my show. I used to VCR episodes <laughs> uh, because I had after school programs. And so I would record it and then come home and watch it immediately. And I would also rewatch the episode um, several times throughout the week, um, probably every night until the next no. Tuesday when I would watch Buffy again. And uh, I did watch it with my grandmother because on Tuesdays, we watched Buffy and Allie McBeal. Nice. Uh, see, Ira, I was I was clowning on you for being old, but you're not old. The thing is, for me, so I was the weird kid who like loved David E. Kelly shows. So I was watching Allie McBeal in the practice, and my mom was like, "Stop being weird. Watch the WB." And I will say, literally, the first thing like I really watched on the WB. It was the episode uh, of Dawson's dad's like funeral. Oh no! And I'm like, <laughs> Mom, why do you hate me? <laughs> I mostly watched everything, to be honest. Uh, when people ask about my, you know, what got me into TV writing, it was mm-hmm. whatever, ne- when it was easier to watch everything that was yeah. on, right? Yes. Um, I watched all the network TV shows. Um, 
would just like every night just sort of like try and watch what I can and like would record things if they were airing at the same time as another thing because um, I just wanted to consume everything mm -hmm. that has lended myself to seeing basically every WB show yes. that <laughs> has ever aired and a lot of bad shows that got canceled. Um, <laughs> I love the bad the shows that got canceled. and 2000s. <laughs> I miss Related. We'll do a separate somewhere. episode just on one season WB shows. We're yes. going to talk about Young Americans somewhere. Glory Days, my fave. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, we just said also our WB origins. Uh, Alana, what was your WB origin? I grew up uh, obsessed with Gilmore Girls and Charmed. Like, those were my mm. two big ones. Charmed was that girl. It was. Uh, I think it's still underrated. Love I Charmed. Still, yeah. I think, I think uh, it's... I think, it, I think it's about rated. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does have problems. I, tur I turned on I think Charmed it did some things that Yeah. I think it did some things that it didn't get credit for, and then it did a lot of okay. things that were Kaylee Cuoco. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco and that wig. Yeah. <laughs> That is actually one of the shows that I loved so much, and I sit down and watch reruns, and yeah. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> it doesn't hold up for you. <laughs> That's it's, extremely uh, fair. Never forget uh, the pirate episode, Charmed, starring oh, the cliche. No. Oh, they're yes. themed episodes. They really go there. Welcome to Charmed Mommy. Cast, you guys. Yeah. Yes. Um, char charming um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> charming the podcast yes. yes my favorite i need to talk about phoebe at some point she wears like a halter top that is just the back of it's just the butt of jeans that is the only <laughs> thing covering her it's like barely covering her boobs and it's just strapped onto her we could do an when... hour long of like phoebe's yes. outfit yes i think that's what uh kristen and jenny um had in mind right yeah, 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 that's what they wanted to do. So I'm going to talk about, we're actually just going to talk about Charm. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Rose McGowan's line deliveries in the last two seasons and how she was clearly over it. <laughs> she was just like, I'm here, I'm getting paid, and I will be leaving at five o'clock. <laughs> so we are discussing, of course, uh, Race and Buffy and Angel, which, like pretty much any WB series, you're like, well, it's, it's all white people, right? It's pretty white kids with problems. Buffy premiered in the, the spring of 1997. And um, in that season, the 1996-1997 television season for WB, the only other successful, um, quote unquote, white show that premiered uh, that season was uh, Seventh Heaven. The other successful shows that premiered that season were Smart Guy, The Jamie mm. Foxx Show, and The Steve Harvey Show. Because at the time, mm. the WB was still the Black Channel really. Mm -hmm. And so you would think that uh, there would be, you know, more diversity in Buffy because of the network it was. But the fact that there wasn't is kind of a way to show you what WB was trying to be and became. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of anything race related to like really start off the show, we have to discuss uh, season two's Inca Mummy Girl. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about, um, aphrodisia in the pilot oh, i literally <laughs> uh, so i wasn't i wasn't just black cordelia in the reading we did i was also aphrodisia i was like i will be aphrodisia as played by persia white we will be discussing persia white on this podcast of course <laughs> girlfriend's persia white um so yeah our our first black person for a long time is uh persia white as aphrodisia uh, an iconic character who did not make it past the first episode, which is offensive. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But after that, we had uh, Ampata and Inca Mummy Girl. We also have the entire cultural insensitivity dance in that episode <laughs> of television. Yeah, um, that was their first foray into race, really, right? Yeah, um, race, other cultures in general. Yeah. And yeah. it was a choice that was made. But also very common, you know? Right. I think, like, many us, many of us... Um, or maybe some listeners too, like have probably had college experiences where um one of the just like easy dorm parties is like mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's people dressed up as different countries. And um mm-hmm. it's kinda iffy when you get out of Europe, I guess. Yeah. You're not it's... you're not just uh, dressing up in uh, Italian <laughs> uh, like, uh. <laughs> and then of course, you know, Ampada is Incan. And she just murders the the poor real Ampada who like they don't pick up on time even. Like I just I just rewatched it this morning and it's like they're 40 minutes late to pick up this poor boy. Then he immediately gets murdered because of course, because it's Sunnydale. Yeah. How do you how do you how are you how is Buffy Summers late to pick up a stranger in Sunnydale at night? They really don't care at all that this like guy died. <laughs> He's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> they do not care at all. Um Speaking of not caring, uh, the next uh, uh, dip into cultural uh, anything I noted was a dead man's party um, in season three with a Nigerian mask, which my Nigerian mother will always say, of course, it's always Nigerians. (laughs) (laughs) That lends itself to the fact that um, Joyce was working at a museum. um, Uh, She's working at the gallery. The gallery. The gallery. Yes, I'm sorry. The gallery ostensibly (laughs) throughout the series. And I guess that was just like a knockoff job for her to have, right? You know, but like it could have been a way to tap into some different cultures, Mm -hmm. um, particularly on like a sci-fi show like this um, with vampires and demons and things. You're always going to be borrowing uh, from other cultures and you know like magic shows do that a lot too you know it's always like yeah. voodoo this voodoo that and um you know i think that there were probably a lot more opportunities to celebrate some cultures or you know bring some knowledge that um just didn't really happen you know the mask in dead yeah. man's party <laughs> just is a mask. pretty much just just a mask <laughs> it could have come from party it's- city like it doesn't yeah. have to come from Nigeria. <laughs> and it terrorizes these white people. Oh, yes. that, the whitest of people. Yes. Yeah, Pat. Pat, the whitest <laughs> of people. <laughs> uh, Pat was a Karen. Yeah, uh, the, 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 <laughs> rare, the rare times that Buffy specifically wants to hone in on culture, it's mm-hmm. always kind of a mess, which is why I'm going to bring up season four's Pangs right now. Everyone's favorite Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we're, we're woke... Because Will is woke now because she's in college. And what an idiot, right? How dare she care? I love that episode. Um, but it is very unfortunate that um, Willow, you know, she is on the side of the Shumash Indians um, that they were persecuted, you know? And, like, it, it sort of played as a joke. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, they all have to fight off the Shumash Indians anyway <laughs> because they're just there to kill everybody. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so like obviously, showing Willow the truth. Yeah. The yeah. colonizers were right, you guys. Spike yeah, said it. And, here it is. And Spike was right. Spike was right for once, you guys. <laughs> yes. Spike's speech at the end, you know, about colonizers, like, you know, like you always have to kill them, etc. I just can't take all this mamby-pamby boo-hooing about the bloody Indians. 
Uh, the preferred term is... You won, all right? You came in and you killed them and you took their land. That's what conquering nations do. That's what Caesar did. And he's not going around saying, I came, I conquered, I felt really bad about it. The history of the world is not people making friends. You had better weapons and you massacred them. End of story. I feel like the show was trying to say something about <laughs> what, but didn't really get there. Um, because the thing is, when you have those conversations, you're surrounded by whiteness, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like um, Pangs is right after, um, it's jumping ahead a bit, like the characters, but like season three was all Mr. Trick, you know, just yeah. like in episodes. And he was constantly making jokes like about blackness, you know, <laughs> and it's, that's just always so very weird and performative in a Tina Fey sort of way. Um, just about to say when, that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> when, I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. When you are the only black character in a show, right? And you're mm -hmm. constantly making jokes like, these white people. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, you know what you could have done, Joss Whedon? Added some black people Eddie. who weren't Mr. Trek. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not gonna... murdered. You're only, you're only mm -hmm. ones. Yeah. You're going to pretend you're a certain way and you represent a certain right. cause. But then Willow's the butt of the joke. Uh, in wanting to be like, hey, colonizing is bad. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's like, we're laughing at her for saying that, obviously, which uh, does not really fall in line with what like, the kind of person you're saying you are, which again is like mm -hmm. the Tina Fey of it all, pretty much uh, mm -hmm. with everything. You can really feel with Mr. Trick, like all of his jokes are the same ones that white people use against themselves. They're like, oh, I'm so, I, that was such a white thing of me to say. Mm -hmm. But it, mm -hmm. they just put it in the mouth of a black character and act like they're actually saying something yeah. and actually acknowledging something. But they, the, the environment of the entire show doesn't mm -hmm. change at all. Exactly. It's the thing where he's making all these points about race, but like literally no one ever responds to his points about race. Like he's just saying them kind of in a void. Even when he's in scenes with other people, they're just like, I guess I'll let this black man say this thing, but I won't say anything either like in favor of it or against it right yeah what's weird too is that like that could have been a very interesting way to just sort of discuss race in the vampire world i guess which yeah. i feel like we really don't have in many shows to be honest you know mm -hmm. because um we talk about the master you know who's like the oldest vampire etc right um and he's white but there would be the idea that you know there would vampires would be from all over the globe mm -hmm. um and what does it look like for a vampire who um has survived for centuries you know who might be mm -hmm. black or of a different race you know and um they had a moment where they could have gotten into that too in season two if we remember um absalom um the one who was w trying to revive the master yeah mm. um but Alas. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I hate to bring everything back to the Vampire Diaries, or do I? Um, but I feel like the originals actually, just like in the way it's created, it kind of deals with that more just because, so you have Marcel who like he was a, a slave as a human and then Klaus, like he finds him and he like takes him and he brings him into the fold and brings him as part of his family. And it's, it, they kind of build from that and like how he would live in this world of vampires while also, you know, being a black man, uh, in this world in general. And I think they, they do an interesting thing with that, but uh, Buffy was never interested <laughs> in doing anything like that at all. 
Um, now, yeah. you know I ain't watching no damn originals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here as the one who has watched these things. That's why you need me. I, I definitely stopped watching The Vampire Diaries once um, Elena got to college. Oh, yeah. I, understandable. I'm already, I've already gotten into so many like racism and slavery mm-hmm. rants on the podcast my fun horny podcasts i've gotten into so many rants already <laughs> i mean the the leading the leading men were weren't they confederate soldiers oh yes uh, so yeah. david was a confederate soldier <laughs> so there's but, he, that. but he he ran away because he didn't uh, agree with you know slavery yeah, <laughs> well, they, yeah. they never say the s word though that's the thing they never say it they oh, always they always do that shit though you know like um yeah. true true blood right um mm-hmm. bill <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill's Confederate ass. ass. Louisiana. <laughs> we know your truth. <laughs> it does. It does feel like. It does feel like Buffy never really do- dove as far as they could into like what it means to be a vampire who went through these different eras. Like they do fun episodes where we get to see them in costume and we get to see flashes. But like, mm-hmm. especially because they're white people, uh, like we just never really get to see what that means to them to like have moved through the world and like seen all of these different things and i feel like that mm-hmm. is, it would be so much cooler to see a black vampire who yeah. has been through some shit yeah and i guess part of it is the fact that they don't have souls so in theory they don't care right. enough to be like really part of anything but like mm-hmm. that, that can, it's a crutch honestly that can only mm-hmm. explain yeah. so much i would also say that um Unfortunately, it also lends itself to just some sort of just like cultural tourism on yeah. the show too, because not with vampires, um, with slayers. Um, obviously, slayers all have to die. That's how you get a new one, right? Mm-hmm. But um, there's not just Kendra, who mm-hmm. is um, extremely competent as a slayer, more mm-hmm. so than Buffy, and somehow dies with this weird yeah. like, hypnotizing thing that Drew does, which is so dumb. Um, but I could see that through like an episode like Fool for Love where they want to show different cultures and time periods. But um, it is unfortunate that um, Spike has killed two Slayers and one of them's a Chinese Slayer and yeah. one of them is uh, Nikki, a black Slayer in the <laughs> 70s in New York. <laughs> yeah, it makes their because it's like the argument, right, is that Buffy is is different because she has family, which like most Slayers don't. And so it's like, and like at this mm-hmm. support system, but the but because they do that tourism where they just pop you, they use the guest those guest spots to mm-hmm. add people of color to their roster, and then all of those ones die. Then it's mm-hmm. like every Slayer who we like most of the Slayers who we see who don't make it are the black and brown ones are the yeah. because that because they're using that that tourism and the ones who stick around are are ones like Faith who are white like Kendra yeah. doesn't also, even get Nikki had a son. Yes, uh, yes. She yes, had, a son. had a son. And and then also, you, there's the idea, too, that, like, is is Buffy the first Slayer to, like, buck tradition like this ever? I doubt Exactly. It. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They must have with, tried. There's have been so many. Like, with, yeah. With Nikki having it. a son, though, that suggests she's the first one, at least. And yeah. they don't, they don't mm-hmm. get into that at all. Right. Um, yeah. What's, not talking about the Slayers, uh, other... <laughs> Like our first real actual character who is black, besides of course Aphrodisia, mm-hmm. uh, can't, can't her, uh, is uh, Bianca Lawson as Kendra the Vampire Slayer uh, in season mm-hmm. two. I'm Kendra, the Vampire Slayer. You can't stop me. 
Even if it killed me, another slayer will be sent to take me place. Could you stop with the slayer thing? I'm the damn slayer. Nonsense. There is but one, and I am she. When I started watching Buffy, I was like obsessed with her. And like the, that first Halloween, I dressed as Kendra. Uh, yes. I need pictures. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, 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 they're somewhere. They're hidden somewhere, these pictures. <laughs> I but. mean, you dress a little like Kendra now, anyway. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, the, 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 first of all, the, I mean, the accent is unfortunate. Oh my God. It um, really it sticks. It sticks with you. Also, also, it's not her fault. <laughs> where is she? Where is she from? I think we, we've been saying Jamaica, Jamaica? is what we, we landed but on. I think it's just Jamaica because she's like, that's Misha, man. But like, because what else are you going to say? Where is she from? We never, <laughs> we, we never find out anything really about her um, watcher. No. Um, we never find out anything about her culture, you know? And it's like, I would have loved to know like what kind of vampires she's slaying over there in Jamaica. Yeah, right. That sounds yeah. like a hot show. Jamaica, we got a health spell team. Uh, uh, it does sound like a good like, uh, That it's sounds like, like a hot show. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, I would watch I, that too. I would too. I, w- I would love a Kendra the Vampire Slayer show where all of a sudden the accent it just it's go- it goes. <laughs> because honestly, like a Beyond well, the Lost as a Vampire Slayer is actually an awesome show I would watch. Yeah, well, I mean, they would probably just recast her, right? With <laughs> an actual Jamaican. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think they would keep the accent at all. Hmm. Maybe. I no mean, one, if she's from no Jamaica, cast, you just cast a Jamaican and have No one was casting there. an actual Jamaican in the late 90s. No, I mean now, if you're making right, right. <laughs> If we're doing it now. Now you would, of course. I mean, and listen, Bianca Lawson played teenagers for decades, but I think she is finally, finally, maybe too in old like enough to play 20. a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> might go, she might go back just, for, like, just to prove that she can. Yeah. <laughs> also, if we're going to do it now... Um, Kendra will be played by Ruby Rose. So right, yeah. Well, who will play her in the second season? Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Kendra fucking rocks. Um, love Kendra. She's competent, and like obviously the story is that well she doesn't have friends, you know, family. So that's like the one hindrance as opposed to Puffy who rocks it. Um, but regardless, um, doesn't mean she should have uh, lost to Drusilla in a, a weird hypnotism slash um nail cut yeah, situation just slice yes which and the fact that like uh, Drusilla <laughs> never uses that hypnotism post like the season 2 finale right. again really pissed yeah. me off again, that, a, a, a nail slash you guys she slashed the nail slash the nail yeah mm-hmm. that death really feels like uh the moment in X-Men first class is it where like the one black character whose power is literally being adapting to anything being unkillable is like the first one to die in the big battle. It's like Kendra is so competent and so much and sometimes more trained than Buffy than like mm-hmm. that's how she goes out. Well, it's unfortunate too, because I mean like by Kendra's very nature, she's created as someone whose death um, creates um, story and emotional um, weight for mm-hmm. our white character, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I she's do- not really her own character in the way that like a, Giles or Xander or, yeah. or Cordelia, you know, or um, Willow were. Yeah, that, that I do not have some bitterness. Jenny Calendar, like, you know. Yes, yeah, even Jenny, Jenny Calendar. Calendar, and there's a lot of yeah. We'll get to the Jenny Calendar race issues too. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. they throw the word gypsy around a lot. Yeah, the way that <laughs> Buffy treats they, they like Roma, cursed by gypsies, <laughs> is wild. 
I will I will give uh, Vampire Diaries some credit for when they had their season about that. They just really only called them travelers. And I was surprised that we were <laughs> not just throwing the G word around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Steve, apologies to Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I am like, I do have some bitterness. I, Faith is one of my favorite characters on that show, like in probably mm-hmm. maybe ever. But I do have some bitterness that it's like that Kendra basically died and made room for Faith to come in. Mm-hmm. And like, and Faith got one of the, in my opinion, one of the coolest arcs. She goes from yeah. hero to villain back to hero. Like mm-hmm. that's so fucking cool. And that Kendra never got like even a shadow of that type of being her own character. And even, even just like being one of the friends being. She's or, comic relief. Yeah. Her own, her own person. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, wish if- that she had gotten that, especially like uh, I was just say, I was saying this a little earlier. Um, I didn't learn until yesterday that, uh, Bianca Lawson was originally cast as Cordelia and couldn't do it because mm. of a project. And I'm just like, imagine if that if that had been baked into Buffy from the beginning. Was she? That's that's oh, what that, that's what that's, I hear. That'd be hot tea, right? Yeah. I mean, I love. Great. I mean, like, I do love. We, I do love, love charisma. I love. I love charisma. Like, Bianca would have been amazing in the role as well. Yeah. And like, imagine like it would just would have, uh, would have been a different show if well, Cordelia I'm, Chase. I'm now imagine Angel one. starring Bianca Lawson, and I'm like losing my mind. <laughs> uh, but now I'm imagining um, Xander yeah. making out with. Oh yeah, Bianca she doesn't Lawson. deserve that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna pass on that one. <laughs> well, no, if, if it's Bianca Lawson, they create like a, a real Buffy Angel Cordelia love trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, whole series could have been different because it's because it's like this different actor with yeah. such a different energy. They're like, she's too hot for Xander. We can't allow it. Yeah, I'm gonna write a lot of these fanfics and I'll and I'll get them to you as soon as I can. Please, please do. Fanfics. <laughs> uh, if I ever scoured the internet to find my Buffy fanfic. <laughs> yes. Do not let the world find it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just do a special reading username. of your fanfic. <laughs> Ooh, I do not want to find it at all. And then I feel like I spun off my fanfic into like an original website. Yes, you have to. Yeah, I oh. did. I did. It, it was a it was a prose web series that I wrote for ten years. Amazing! Oh my God, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're not talking about this. It. Is like uh, we are talking about this. You need to find it. Also, just a side note on Buffy fanfic. One of the wildest fanfic moments was um, I remember someone wrote a um, Buffy Giles fanfic. No, that was like oh. a, adult. <laughs> um and. My mom definitely found it on my computer. It was like, what is this? <laughs> I like it. I, yeah, need to erase that. Yeah. So we, we briefly talked about Mr. Trick, but I do wonder, so when Mr. Trick is introduced, it kind of seems like he'll be a big player in the season. Uh, I don't remember even though, if, like anyone at the time really believed that he would be a bigger player. Uh, because like, in theory... If you're watching, like, if this show happened now with Mr. Trick, of course you'd be like, he's mm-hmm. going to be a big player. And possibly he will. But at the time, do you think anyone thought it was going to be the case? Or they were like, oh, he's just some, some black guy on the show. He won't be for long. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. People always try to, like, maybe insinuate that he could have been a bigger bad in the sense that, like, they always sort of introduce, like, a lesser bigger bad and then the big, regular one is revealed. Um, but I never really thought that, like, Buffy was going to be going up against him in the finale, right? Mm. Like, right. she would have had to go against, like, 
racial injustice and systemic imp- oppression <laughs> if, uh, if he was actually the big bad. And I don't know if Buffy Summers could have handled that. She wasn't ready. No. No. Uh, Xander, Xander over here is saying Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Xander, Xander would say Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> CBH. Oh. We're not going to keep this part in, but obviously Xander said Blue Lives Matter. We might. <laughs> I mean, the world needs to know. We might. Okay. I, feel, I feel like Buffering has had enough uh, people who are pro-Xander c- attacking them. I don't want to oh, okay. add to that. <laughs> every every, like, every mean... Buffy podcast has pro-Xander people getting so upset with them. I don't want to like, add to that. If people, if people, if people got a problem with me not liking Xander, they can come find me. Okay, they can come find me, and I'll deal with it. I just feel like everybody, Fuck all Xander. of the women in his life, have been so much energy teaching him. Fuck Xander. <laughs> <laughs> The best thing Anya did was fuck Spike, okay? Listen, <laughs> you had to do it. And that she, he period. earned that. <laughs> yeah, that breakup episode, that's one of the the yeah. most He's painful trash. breakup episodes. Xander's 100% trash in that oh episode. Oh my god. He's trash, oh, okay? It hurts that's my heart period. just thinking about it. <laughs> okay? Xander. Entropy, is that, entropy, is, entropy <laughs> is that girl of an episode. It is not that girl of an episode because it's in season six, but... <laughs> You know that's my favorite season. I, I love know, season six. I, I, I love it so much. I I am also a season six stan. Yes, it's for the it's for the adults. Exactly. <laughs> depression. Okay. Give me a whole season of depression allegory. Okay. Buffy season six I, is for um, Zoloft Hive. It's okay. for the very sad story. adults that's who have a bad love time. Season two of Everwood. Season six of Buffy is not that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Season three also has one more black person, which is uh, the guidance counselor played by Phil Lewis in Beauty and the Beast. And he's immediately murdered by toxic masculinity. (laughs) That's what you get for trying to help the white girl, man. (laughs) Can't put yourself in their their business. (laughs) Truly, the theme of Buffy is like, honestly, stay out of white people's business. (laughs) Just walk away. Go home. Get in your car. Lock the door and drive away. Remember that, like, the black girl who was, um... Oh, that's where I know this girl from. <laughs> sorry, this black girl, this, sorry, this black girl um, who was um, standing Jonathan and Superstar and then got beat up. Oh, Karen with a K? Yes. Um, <laughs> she, I've, I, met, I met her in L.A. and I remember her because she was also in the new Ghost Rider Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm finally piecing together that that's also who she played. Anyway, sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we've, we've reached like full black nerd power. Yes. We've got like but, a red uh, string murder board connecting the dots. The only way I would honestly buy it is if like black people just like did not live in the Sunnydale. I mean. If they're, if they're like we're getting up out of here. But also like. It sort of maybe doesn't make sense because, like, the property values would probably be lower for, like, Sunnydale because of all the murder and stuff. So much Um, And there would probably be be more people of color living in Sunnydale. Mm -hmm. White flight from the vampires. Yes. 
right? There'd be white flight from Sunnydale, okay? No, I think we found really our be reboot. All black people up in Sunnydale. I think it's we found our, our revival. Not to be killed by a vampire. So <laughs> I'm staying here. Whereas black people are like, I'm not going to live here with fucking vampires. I'm That's sure true. that after Aphrodisia found that like dead body in her locker, her parents were like, we're moving. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, just really, this is just my argument that Buffy should be a black show. Yes. Because uh, you're leading me to believe that the police don't care about white people turning up dead every day in Sunnydale? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. These white girls going missing, they'd be like, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, like the FBI would be involved in a week. (laughs) Right? Vampire task force, okay? Seriously. (laughs) FBI, we got, like, it's a media circus fucking every week, honestly. And that's the show. Yeah, but if it's Black people and other people of color um, right. turning up dead all the time. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's where Buffy comes in. Or yeah. can hey Joss, uh, yes. let us fix you know, your show for you. Yeah. You know who wouldn't care? Xander. <laughs> Xander would not all, care. Because he, he thinks all lives matter. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop dragging Xander. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go too deep in this all lives matter Xander Harris. I but will then, say that the way he treated the women in his life was probably yes. symptomatic of the abuse that he got from his father. But anyway, abuse begets abuse. That yes. is true. Continue. There are a lot of issues that Xander has <laughs> that are based on the life that he had, but also a lot of things that are just him being a, a bad guy. And just I all of Joss Whedon's worst anybody. instincts about himself. Yes, true. Joss's worst instincts. I also don't trust any man who sleeps on a waterbed. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, unstable. I say, like, no one's never, back can handle that. When I was a kid, my parents had a waterbed, and my dad ain't shit, so there you go. Right. <laughs> it's correct. Proof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a waterbed. We know his and Anya sex was bad. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yes. She tried her best. <laughs> so, we, we've we lost Mr. Trick. <laughs> we've lost Kendra. We have R. extras R. who are black sometimes, maybe. Yeah. They have bad hair. Who knows what's going on? Uh, then season four gives us Leonard Roberts Forrest, who is mm. very much an antagonist. And we have the first Slayer, who does not even have a name, and we learn it later, basically, which is Sinea. Mm. Uh, and then we have also I Olivia. I loved her in yeah, yeah. Um, Love and Basketball. <laughs> Sinea. Oh, I loved her when she bit Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> loved her when she bit Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> and then we also have uh, Olivia. Giles fucked mm. buddy. Olivia's my favorite of that bunch. Olivia she, fucking rocks. She's a so hot cool. lady. I she's want that so spin cool, off. So sexy. I was like, is she a black playwright? British? I don't know. Right. Like she, she, we deserved more Olivia. We deserve so much more Olivia. And Giles makes sense as the only one in that show who like would properly fuck a black person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. sensual Buffy, man. Sing to her. <laughs> oh wait, does Buffy ever sleep with? Which I don't side? think she. Faith does. Faith does. Faith would also. Faith, when they move her back to Buffy, they're like, what does she talk like? I don't know, a black person? And that's how they write her. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, when, f- when Faith Are came we? back, she was jive talking. Yes. <laughs> like, I she went to prison. Skills, you. Here I am. Yes. <laughs> I talk about that all the time. You're like, it's oh insane God. what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what direction did she get? I need to know. Mm-hmm. Black it up. That was the yeah. direction. Black it up. She was hood. She was from, what, I mean, she was from 
Was she from Boston or Baltimore? Like Boston. South Boston, yeah, yeah. South Boston, yeah. She's Southie, Southie, but like Southie. They literally, uh, they like. I guess we won't watch what's happening on Angels in Four. So how's she talking now? Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of these other stories of four characters aside from Olivia, um, I actually sort of get it. <clears throat> I know that we're supposed to hate Forrest, and mm-hmm. he is annoying because he's an antagonist. But also, like. Buffy is uppity. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you have to and call it is, out. Someone has to say it. We can she say is, it. She is she is rude. <laughs> yeah. That's why she gets called out in season seven by her friends. Like she is rude. And she's getting in and the way. If I were if I were Forrest, I would not like her either. Yeah, in Buffy's mind, she's the center of the universe, and all of her friends enable that, which is that's just the truth. And Forrest is like, no, thank you. Which also I feel like a thing people never talk about is whether you like Forrest or not, Leonard Roberts' performance as Forrest is fucking great. Also, he's great. He's, he's really good in this role. No one ever and talks his, about Arguably that. better than what Riley was doing. Oh, 100% better than what Riley Child, was doing. And, if and he Mark was Riley. Would agree with oh, you. if he was Riley. Oh, my God. Imagine. Riley, uh, I'd, be, uh, I'd be very much into Riley. <laughs> Just swap but that you know, casting. Girl, the, the WB in 2000 was not having Buffy. They were not ready. Fucking no black man like that. Can you he imagine looks, where the wild oh things are? Oh my god, are that if, entire if, if episode. Riley was black. <laughs> that would have I started mean, a little bit of a race skirmish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fandom was already like trash about Riley, but imagine like fandom as like being trash about Leonard Roberts yeah. as Riley. Jesus, oof. Ooh. Yeah. Um, oof. But yeah, he was. I mean, he was sort of right, you know. Yeah. But he was was rude and like self involved. And in the way, like he's a yeah. military man, and that's what they all are, and yeah. also they also program a certain way is inappropriate Basically, I, hate death death. Is a, I hate it's, it it's one of those things where uh, again the black person is like who for, by all accounts is very competent like they die in like that's like the most stupid possible way it's like no it, it it's hubris which of course Forrest has hubris but like he's not an idiot he is he knows he's qualified and i guess like, that's also why kendra dies too in a way which is right. come on like, they know what they're doing like at least make it cool. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it, make it a badass stuff. You're going to do it. It feels so much the trope of like the uber confident black person who was always mm-hmm. thrown. It feels like it, it's connected in some way to even just like mm-hmm. the trend of like black therapists of white characters. And like, mm-hmm. uh, even, I mean, we had a black, we had multiple black principals and guidance counselors and stuff like that, that in the show. And very much the yeah we're gonna say that they're good at things and it and in a position of technical power but not actually give them anything character wise that gives them power in our story it's like Mm -hmm. it's just the it's it's just pretending to give them a place of power and authority without actually having to give them anything and no shade like the um, very competent black people who end up getting killed, right? You know, it's like we the show constantly rewards um, the sloppy white people. Right. <laughs> I mean, we I've said before that like Checkpoint's like my favorite episode, but also like, was the Watchers Council wrong? Right. <laughs> About mean, bu- bu- Buffy patrolling with these civilians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really, uh, really and just weren't. generally being messy. <laughs> right. It's like maybe like the white dudes are not the best, but like somebody it's like it goes back to the like the Marvel like Civil War debate of like, does somebody need to be checking these people? Yeah. Like the police, you know, like checks and balances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody. 
you can just hurt people. You can just kill people. Yeah. Who watches The Watcher? <laughs> Slayer. Shut up, Zack Um. So let's talk about the first Slayer real quick uh, before we get into um, all the racism Hater. that came with uh, Buffy <laughs> and Robin Wood. Hate her. Hate her. Hate her. <laughs> um, hate even more that, um, what, season seven, they're just like, oh, she's magically raped into oh, being God. a slayer. There's there's too much there's too much rape in the last two seasons of Buffy. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> we, we keep saying we want, like, more things. Like, maybe we don't need more black people on this show. Because <laughs> then the Don't like need this. more sex at all. <laughs> Right. Maybe, like, don't let them allow it to ever happen. Right. Yeah. So, basically, she's, like, I mean, there's a lot of talk about how, like, the Slayer um, is subjugated by these men. And um, it's basically, like, upholding the patriarchy, like, the line of Slayers, you know. But there's not a lot of talk about, like, the first person they do that to is, like, a black woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our introduction is basically to, to this character in Restless is, uh, you know, it's primal. We know that. Yes. And we know that uh, shampoo commercial Sarah Michelle Geller is uh, basically calling her hair nappy. So yes. Oh my God. I forgot that. Yep. <laughs> my feelings are. Yep. Yes. So who, when they're going to pull that episode? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can go on about pulling episodes because Jesus Christ, this felt so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pull the killer in me just because it's sucks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it does Ooh. feel like there's like a there is a a trend with the way that the show deals with specific like black and brown women with the like the chosen slayer powers. Like doesn't Angel also do an episode where like the woman wakes up after mm-hmm. I think also sexual assault and like and is yeah. super pretty. what's your name from the OC? Oh yeah, Teresa from the OC. Oh yeah, mm, but nice. yeah, it's like and then she also ha- goes like kind of quote unquote primitive with her like with the way that she responds to having this power and why is it that that's how the first Slayer is that's how this woman is mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. I think multiple others um, even just in terms of not the Slayer powers but in general powered women like Ampata. And any of the murderous women of color who go for Xander throughout the show, which is many, like Ashanti, yeah, Ashanti, exactly, (laughs) (laughs) like why is it that like that's how women of color are react to their to power in this show is by going quote unquote, which is also funny thinking of Ashanti by the way, yeah, because like Ashanti is clearly like like a UPN like casting thing, right? Oh, one hundred percent. And it's like it's just funny that like you talk about the, the, the WB wanted to be very white at the time, yeah. and like of course they weren't like putting any diverse people onto like Buffy, you know? Right. Yeah, like Bianca was like the black person they put on shows. Yeah. She was recurring. Yeah, yeah. On Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. As well. yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 A large part of this too um, is just. Um, something that we can speak to as writers there are none <laughs> of there are no black writers and no co- right. writers of color none. on buffy except for diego gutierrez who yeah. writes normal again um mm-hmm. and he was Josh's assistant w- yeah. who was given a script and i i, he, I, I think i think we can all guess how much of that 
episode was actually written by right. him in the final cut. Right. Yeah. He was given a right. script that uh, because of what it was, um, he gets a, probably a lot of hate, despite the fact that he probably did not in the final cut. Right. A lot of not him. Yeah, it's not fair. I like normal again. I like it. People yeah. hate normal again. I'm like, I because people get so upset with it right. and the implications of what it means at the end. And people get furious with it. <laughs> Come on. It's you just know, like any just... other, like, we're in a mental hospital episode. Like, Charmed did it. Charmed did an episode. Yeah, it's classic. Fine. Charmed also did it. Charmed had uh, animated butterflies yeah, in theirs. Also, it's <laughs> also just um, unfortunate, too, because, you know, like, you would think someone like that um, who was in the Buffy camp, you know, would continue to be maybe on some, like, Josh shows or what like blow up the way some of the other people were right. able to promoted um, and Diego um you know went from um that to well he had a good career you know he went to Dawson's Creek for two episodes um mm-hmm. Kingpin um do we all remember Kingpin 2003 <laughs> yes. that series uh he was on Judging yeah. Amy The Shield Without a Trace V and then created the series Monarcha last year um okay he went on but also the, the yeah like, from, why like, not the, promote him from just till dawn tv show <laughs> yeah yeah he's like working a lot on el ray and he's working with like rodriguez and everything that's what he's doing yeah now. you know but it was like you had a writer of color in your camp and you know mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. yeah it's just wild that he didn't go on to continue with um mm-hmm. yeah mutant enemy stuff it really reminds it really just like it makes me think about how I think a lot of I think white people, especially historically, have have very much painted whiteness as the default as like automatic as like it's the easy thing to do and everything else is like hard to find people. But it's like it is it is so active. It is like I hear that no people of color were in the writer's room for Buffy ever for a show that lasted seven seasons. And like that's that's impressive to me in a terrible way of like that actually takes effort to not know anybody or consider anybody mm-hmm. to join your ranks it, like you are actively gatekeeping if that is the case it's it's crazy like I, I know all three of us we could probably write a buffy episode in our sleep <laughs> you probably <It's>, have <laughs> like, right exactly <laughs> we, we know ira has his fanfic so right exactly we will allegedly. find it <laughs> allegedly <laughs> <laughs> all of those seasons yeah. Um, and also for Angel as well. I, I mm. checked. Two shows. I made sure to check both of those shows. Well, did... do we remember Angel's um, race episode? Which one? Are you, are you now or have you ever been? Oh, because there's also the, the, the gun-focused episodes too. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, yes. The, the first one with the... Um, the the black woman what? could pass as white. Well, that would be the second one. <laughs> the, first one the first one would have been the first gun episode, so that would have been the second one. Mm. Oh, that's right. He was in season one, right? Yeah. The the less the less said about that episode too, the better. You know, I mean, just getting over to Angel, it's like Gunn's introduction is completely a mess. Like it, this hood it, vampire slayer <laughs> from from like Which, L.A. In theory, like it makes sense. Like it's a good character to have because we even discussed like how Sunnydale should right. be like predominantly people of color and like mm-hmm. the cops won't care at all. And that's a good story to have. Yeah. But again, you have only exclusively white people creating this story for mm-hmm. this character. I talked about um, 
Gunn's introductory episode, actually, um, when I guested on Angel on Top. Ooh. And I, I had a lot to say, yes, about the depiction of, you know, um, black people, brown people in Los Angeles and how it seemed like a way to introduce them and then just sort of forgot that they existed in Los Angeles after <laughs> that episode. They, they're only in that episode. You know? they, they all went and, into, they all went home. And, 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 yeah. and, Gunn and had his the, white friends and then every so often his black friends would be like, you have your white friends now. We don't like that. Yeah. And that old gang care. of mine, season three, <laughs> when they come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, we have guns now. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes corporate black person in season five, right? Right. And then uh, JR's British like, up. lawyers exclusively for like the next five years. Well, that's also another weird thing, too, right? And, like, the power that, like, Gunn gets in season five is, like, right. really You have to be smart. gifted. Yeah. You have to be yeah. gifted knowledge. Yeah. I don't uh, know, Season five has a lot of just uh, <laughs> self-loathing <laughs> Gunn, which I guess it was technically always there with the character. But, uh, I mean, Yeah, I but think... specifically around, like, being educated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Speaking feel like... That. In a way, Gunn was well served, especially compared to everyone we're talking about. And like, Jagger's Richards got to do a lot of great stuff as Gunn. But like, my issues with Gunn are just like, kind of a lot of it is with the way that the fandom talks about the character. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I mentioned like, uh, like in our outline, basically how like I have like a bunch of like Buffy like Angel books, like just essays on this, and like literally the Angel book has an essay for like every character, even Lindsay, but not Gunn. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. trash. Uh, but no, my whole thing about Gunn was just basically, you know, the same thing of what I said about Sunnydale. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we learned in the Gun episode that vampires are preying on communities of color and like poor people mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, you know. And it's just weird that like we never see them again, really, mm-hmm. in the series because that's where vampires would be feeding uh, and demons would be feeding off people, you know, mm-hmm. um, the people in society that um, the media and like the police and the communities wouldn't care about. Right. Yeah. And what's the point of having your show set in Los Angeles? It's the same thing as like all the shows set in New York that are just white people. Like, what is the point mm-hmm. if you're not gonna show? Did Angel have only white writers too? Yes. They they both only yes. had white writers. Yeah. yeah. Like literally a, a of the two shows. Cast member, and you yeah. have no one yeah. writing for them. Literally the two shows. Diego was the only like person of color, and he wrote normal. Oh game, my god. That, that is shameful. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shameful. In general, uh, with the fandom, especially, it always like drove me crazy. Like the way people would talk about um, Gun and Fred. Like even if you don't ship Gun and Fred, it was always they talked about how. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I shipped Gun and Cordelia. Ooh, I, I, I like that actually. I, I I can get down with that. But the issue was always that uh, with Gun and Fred, it's like how they didn't make sense, but how you know Fred and Wesley, of course, made sense and. I, I couldn't, I could never see the way they made trends other than the fact that, you know, Wesley wanted her quote unquote first, um, but it was, there was always like a, a coded discussion. It seemed when it was talking about how Gunn and Fred didn't seem to work. Cause like, I feel like they, they kind of get each other. And like the reasons he liked her made sense to me, but right. you know, Wesley wanted her. So obviously Gunn's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've definitely witnessed those types of coded fandom conversations oh, yeah. around uh, one black person in a love triangle and somehow that person is always the most hated one in the love triangle. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no matter what they do, just because they're the obstacle. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, uh, with Buffy, the the Robin Wood of it all, basically. 
Um, Robin yes. Wood had very much a reason with his stupid fucking name to hate Spike, yeah. but he was he was the bad guy. Robin somehow. Wood was right, and he should say it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little D.B. Woodside was right. He murdered people for hundreds of years. (laughs) Maybe I'm a huge Buffy and Spike fan. Me too. Um, But I will. But I will say that um, the show fumbles it then because, like, the the relationship was irrevocably changed after seeing Red, and unfortunately, the show doesn't follow through on that. It does not. If it followed, if it followed through on that, like, if she killed him in season six, right? It's, it's an it's incredible perfect, end. You know? Yeah. Um, but I also just think the rape never should have happened. But yeah, um, this is also part of if why... they weren't going to deal with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Attempted rape would never happen yeah. if they weren't going to deal with it. This is part of why I can't stand season five of Angel as much as... Like, people love season five of Angel, but I'm just like, this motherfucker's cracking jokes. He should be, like, in, like, agony over, like, attempting to rape Buffy. Right. Yeah. yeah. That is a storyline that, like, they never... He's cracking jokes about how much Buffy loves him. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck up. And the misdirect to of the end of season six was gonna get that bitch what she deserves. Like and it's yeah. the yes. whole like it's just, I hate it's that so, so much. It's I so hate that. Dumb. It's so dumb. And then you create Robin Wood, uh, who is just basically another person for the fandom to be upset with, right? Yeah. You know, because he is um the um interloper right. uh, in in Buffy and Spike's romance. And looking back, um I think a lot of the some of the episodes and him were like unfairly maligned. To be honest, mm-hmm. like I don't think lies my parents told me is as bad as people want to try and pretend it is. No, you know I think that right. like it highlights him a lot. Um, and I think I think he did well with the with the yeah, his performance character. was solid. And also, it's like I feel like especially after Fool for Love, like the the Nikki Wood like fight scene on the subway, it ends badly. But it's like it that's one of the coolest fight sequences in my opinion like the costumes the look like everything mm-hmm. Nikki Wood is such an interesting character and it feels like we like like Buffy owed us some sort of payoff to it and it, like I like that they brought him in as a character like remnants of a past slayer in a real emotional way because so often we don't get that with this show yeah. we just reference them once but but there's no real repercussions and I think it was so important for Spike's character and for Buffy's character and everybody to see the emotional repercussions of that. And I wish that the show and the fandom had been more receptive to the good points that that has mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. he doesn't deserve to keep going. Yeah. The, the, the Nikki Wood, Robin Wood stuff is like, it's very a uh, contemporary storytelling, like the kind of thing we would see like now in a show, which I guess it's, it's part of why I prefer Angel and just like a lot of Angel, I feel like is like what we would see in television now as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, just the storytelling devices they do for Buffy are kind of dated. But, like, the, the, setting that up and deciding, hey, we should bring in, you know, uh, Nikki Wood's son as a character, I, I think that, that's something you would see today. And he's hot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nikki Wood's son is a, a very attractive man. A man. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, Lucifer on Netflix, guys. Is he? He's on Lucifer, yeah. He's Lucifer's brother. Oh, uh, I ain't got time for that. Um, <laughs> you got time for it. I, I, I got, got time, time to watch it. no. I got time to watch no Lucifer. <laughs> what are you watching right now? By the way, Ira. Riverdale and Dynasty. <laughs> you know, you're, you're gonna get it. Lucifer shit. <laughs> White teens. <laughs> I'm watching the OC. So, <laughs> well, good. Yeah, the good white teens. Yeah. 
Um, so let's see. Season seven. We're yeah. talking season seven more. It brought us the potentials, you guys. And they were all diverse with their terrible accents. Girl, uh, this is so many- this is maybe in the sh- one of the series' worst offenses because not only are the potentials um, some of the worst characters who have ever been on the show, Kennedy, um, <laughs> but the the like the black character whose whose name I don't even fucking remember. You talking about the Rona? Yes, Rona. I d- don't even remember her <laughs> name. I, all I know is that she constantly wore overalls. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Asian uh, Slayer, who was, like, oh, was just basically a joke that she didn't speak English. The right. one that, as a kid, I knew was very offensive. Yes, it was like, not come funny. On. Right, like there's there's the racism that in 2003 maybe we didn't see as racism as much, and then there's the racism where you're always like, ah, like like all the all the magic stuff with the with the angels curse and like Roma stuff. I didn't know in the '90s that yeah. that was a problem, but <laughs> I know that the the person who can't speak English and is just a joke is a problem. Yeah, very much. So you're like, uh, this doesn't seem right, but they keep doing it, right. and I don't know why. Also, Miranda uh, so- from Lizzie McGuire. Throwing that out. <laughs> she was Lelaine. Talk about Lelaine. Oh, she's she is a potential. Yeah, she is. Thankfully, not doing a fake British accent, unlike Courtney Draper of the Jersey yeah. fame. <laughs> and who's that, like, tall Anna Green Gables? Is that Felicia uh, Day? No? Huh? No, uh, the, the one from Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, that really tall girl. Oh, yes. Girl. Her. <laughs> yes. Anna Green Gables, it. she really yeah. is. <laughs> Face it. You're the tall girl. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, but that's just an assortment, right, of, like... Yeah. Benetton Obviously, of, they of were like, we can do diverse casting because like it's a bunch of new characters but then like there's they're they're all from different cultures and there's there's no way that you dive into any yeah, of them whatsoever no. none of them are real characters and did it, rona uh, even have a convo with principal wood like ever <laughs> like did these two, did these two black characters ever principal talk wood? did no, these two black characters ever talk? talk i mean faith talks to principal wood so that's like two black characters talking <laughs> oh no <laughs> Uh, but like, Jesus Christ, the stereotypes are like, we can do diversity. We're on UPN now. And this is what we get, which of course leads to the worst scene in the history of this entire show, which is Xander's sex dream about, uh, the uh, potentials and dirty girls, um, (laughs) with, uh, Rachel Bilson before she saved herself and went to the OC. Uh, and Daniel, uh, Ramirez doing another accent because they love giving Daniel Ramirez an accent. And basically everything she's in. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, maybe it's yeah. Uh, maybe it was foreshadowing for uh, for Xander and Dawn in the comics. They were just getting ready. Oh no! Preparing us. Getting ready. I don't like that at all. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I disapprove. I, I would like to veto it retroactively, but <laughs> yes. no, ma'am. It is like yeah. a, sometimes he just needs to not. He just needs to. To scale it back, Xander as a as a person just needs to I, maybe. Uh, I, I, re- I reclaim my time from that from thinking about Xander and Dawn at all. <laughs> That's why I didn't read them comics. <laughs> yeah. That was why. Um, but yeah, it's just literally the potentials are all badly drawn characters in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you want to, when you want to show them as others, uh, they're especially. Uh, just bad uh so rona miss overalls herself she i think she narrowly avoids being the angry black woman i feel like 
But that's just because she's so boring and inconsequential that she's useless. And she's not having scenes with Robin Wood, unfortunately, like Ira wants. So I just want two black people to talk, okay? Just once. Okay, yeah. the, bla- the black chill test. The black chill test? <laughs> In the notes I wrote, she's like, she's a perpetually pessimistic potential. That's literally all she is. She's yeah. just. That's why Buffy had to teach her a lesson in Bring on the Night and Showtime. She was like, <laughs> here endeth the lesson. I killed the Uber vamp. Special guest star Ashanti. Yes. <laughs> my, that's my favorite one because it's like the entire episode. I can't, every time she's on screen, all I think is that's Ashanti. <laughs> just, <laughs> just over and over. There she is. There's Ashanti. <laughs> and that's the whole trailer for the episode too. Special really guest is. star Ashanti. It really is. UPN guy was so excited that, that day. He's like, oh, I get to say special guest star Ashanti? And he did. Yeah. Is it a hate crime that we get an, an Ashanti and Buffy as it's, it's a Xander episode? Oh, God. And she's one of yes. the ones going after Xander. Yeah. That, that is a hate crime. Yes. Um, imagine. <laughs> Ashanti would have gone after Giles. Right. Yes. Yes. A man. Yes. A man. <laughs> he, he knows how to handle it. Yeah. Yes, he does. Olivia. Yeah. Oh, baby. Olivia, Olivia, <laughs> he doesn't handle it. A test. Where did she go, by the way? She, she goes home. back to London. <laughs> yeah. She, she, what's her last episode again? Oh, fucking Restless. Oh, this yeah. She's, just, she's in the in, dream, right? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. in the freshman hus, Hush and Restless, and yet she's not a bigger character. She's in huge episodes. I want to know, like, right. was it an actress thing? Like, was it scheduling or something? Because, like, it, it, it's I just doubt weird it. to, like, I, throw her in there. I would love to know just the writer's room conversations around that character. Like, okay, we're going to give Giles a, a girlfriend. Uh, I think she should again. be black so that she, we have a black person. Uh, but also she will speak, I'm assuming, very few lines. I don't even remember words that come out of her mouth. I just we know that I love her, her regardless. She speaks not to the other characters, just to Giles. She yeah. speaks to Buffy because Buffy shows up and finds her in Giles's um, Oh, yes. Shirt. Oh, yeah, on the shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sexy scenes. They really pack a punch because I love Olivia. <laughs> yes. I hope she's okay. Yeah, I hope she's having a good time. She's still doing well, by the way. I was looking it up. Let's see. Yeah. 1999-2000 Buffy Vampire Slayer. She did a couple episodes of Diagnosis Murder. Nice. Sips on a Nip Tuck. Uh, let's see. She was in, like, she, she's like basically gone back to like England to do like British shows. So she's good. She's fine. Good. Oh. Good is for she her. On, is, is she on I May Destroy, yo? Oh, I hope so. I'm kidding. I never do that <laughs> accent again. <laughs> she went back to London and worked for BBC, huh? <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> I love it so much. Never <laughs> I want an oral history about how they got, about how Ashanti ended up on the show. UPN, that's it. <laughs> that's just, it's just UPN. And also yeah. I want every show to have a cameo of that same exact type where it mm. is just a pop star music person who you don't expect and are just mm-hmm. bowled back by this is not the same but it does remind me of beanie feldstein signing guest starring on this season of Grey's anatomy because what <laughs> was she doing there well it's like she's Re- always been a fan yeah, yeah like riley keogh like, on riverdale yeah. um ashanti was a special guest star on dynasty this season oh ashanti still doing this. i want to write a <laughs> show pl- that she ashanti herself. wants to be on <laughs> Oh, she yeah, played herself. She, she played herself. That's the greatest thing I've ever uh, I've only watched one season of the Lifetime series, uh, Army Wives, and it was the final season because 
Ashanti, Ashanti was on that too. Yeah, oh. it was. It was so good. She's yeah. out here. It I was so good. Also, uh, the CW would like they had the uh, wrestling on when they had WWE. They like so Smallville would have guest stars from WWE on it because they were on the CW. So like yes, Batista's they did. In an episode, <laughs> Batista's an episode of Smallville. Kane's in an episode of Smallville. Uh, unrelated to WWE, Bow Wow was in an episode of Smallville. It's I, the same episode as the Batista episode. Is uh, I feel like that's also a problematic rewatch. Smallville. I mean. I mean, I mean, one of the one of the characters was uh, ran a sex cult. So, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, that part does not. Yeah, one of the main reasons I can't rewatch yeah. Glee. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> no, there are many reasons I can't watch Glee. But Nexium used to be my icebreaker, and then she finally got caught for Nexium. So I guess like now I have to like talk about like Andrew Keegan's cult. Yeah, he's yeah. back in action. Um, Make sure but there were no, other shows like Smallville, you know, that like were sort of around the Buffy time, like sort of the end mm-hmm. of it, right? That were um, like that were at least more efforts for diversity on other right. WB shows, you know, mm-hmm. around the time. Everwood brought on Justin Baldoni for bi- diversity, which is hilarious because he's <laughs> a white man. <laughs> yes, he is very yeah. Italian. They got the yes. spicy white man. He is, and that's a, diversity. He is the spiciest white man i mean that that's for latinx people to reckon with uh with 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 italian yeah yeah we're getting into (laughs) where the lines are we're getting into the fact that at the end of the day it's very important but all made up yeah was he he, did he play um Mexican on no, Virgin. he did not. He was was right. Yeah, my theory is that he was intended to, and then they figured out that he is actually a white man and pivoted. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. But side note on that, I mean, he's finally leaving Days of Our Lives. But um, Galen Garrig, if you all remember Passions, mm-hmm. um, Teresa Lopez's Fitzgerald's brother, um, Luis, the one who was with Sheridan. Um, fully an Irish man <laughs> played um, Luis on All of Passions, and then has played um, Rave Hernandez, a Mexican on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and he is he is Irish. Yes, fully Irish, just dark skin. Oh boy, <laughs> Jenny Slate you know- would be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a week for this. <laughs> Everyone's having realizations in this year of 2020. I, know. I hope we people are t- having good realizations while listening to us. You know, like I hope, I hope y'all are listening and not going. They hate the show, right? Because obviously, we love the show. We but, love the show more um, than anything. But listen up. <laughs> <laughs> listen up, Lelaine. Okay, pump up the volume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously, we love the show. We are pulling out so many random things that no one talks about at right. all. Unless you've uh, watched it a thousand times, which we exactly. all have. But in all of Buffy, none of the big bads were ever people of color. And in, like, there's really no reason for that. Because like, I look, I look through it, really. Like, in theory, there's no reason for the master to be white. Because again, we could have like probably tackled race if, if, if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the show is not going to do that. Obviously, Angelus, Drusilla, Spike, whatever. Uh, the mayor possibly has to be white based on like the world in which they are. And, and he, he's getting elected mayor all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Adam is literally cobbled together of body parts. He doesn't have to be white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glory 
Claire could have been a sister. Could have been a sister. Yeah, another a role for Bianca Lawson, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Glory, Glory Black would have been wild. Yes, yes that entire <laughs> character. Truly wild. Truly. You know what? Also, in that season, Dracula should have been Blackula. Yes. Blackula. Blackula. <laughs> uh, the first could literally just be any dead person, but since there were no dead people of color on the show. There you go. Yeah, couldn't get Bianca. Yeah, she should have came back as the the first should have came back as Kendra. Yeah, no, so they couldn't afford Bianca. Bad. Bianca had moved on. Yeah, she was. I'm yeah. sure she. Where was she on? Like Pre Little Liars at that point. Uh, that, that was uh, Pre Little Liars was later. Okay. Seriously, my girl was playing teenagers literally in the the fucking <laughs> pilot of American Horror Story. Mm. The pilot of American <laughs> Horror Story. Bianca also plays a teenage girl in high school, like ninety eight to. <laughs> The period Incredible. from when Buffy ends and like shows like Pretty Little Liars were started in like 2006, 2007 or whatever. 2009. 2009. 2010. Yeah, like 2000, <laughs> 2003 to like 2009 are just like a blur for me. <laughs> it was literally a, a Teen Wolf, the show where Bianca like played like a guidance counselor yes, or something. And, it, yes. and it's like, Wolf. it's like, are you not secretly a teen? <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's not that she's like a mystical creature. It's Undercover like she's secretly a teen. Yes. Yeah. I think my favorite yeah. episodic villain who was black was in Once More with Feeling. Oh, yes. Sweet. Back. Yeah. Sweet, which is uh, the name Sweet. we don't learn from actually Sweet. watching the show. Sweet. Why'd you run away? Don't you like my style? Why don't you come and play? I guarantee you a great big smile. I come from the imagination and i'm here strictly by your invocation so what do you say why don't we dance while sweet we, we, he was he could dance he, i mean that honey he, voice he, he was he was sort of minstrelly yeah <laughs> i'm kidding I'm kidding. No, he, he was actually. But are you? We got that zoot suit. No, yeah, he was sort of a little like zoot suit, like. Like he walks the line. Yeah, like c- come on, come on. Yeah, like what? Dawn. He's trying come to on, sex Dawn. traffic Don. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's trying to seduce a teenage girl. And yeah. yeah. Corrupt her, just so you know. He has the good sense to turn down Xander, though. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Ashanti. Yeah. Yes. I'm 15, so this queen thing's illegal. Yes. She said it. She said it. Yes. Chris D'Elia, Chris D'Elia turned down that role. He turned down Sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, Sweet was a fun character. I do really like him and wants warmer feeling. But yes, he does feel sort of like... Walks the line. Yeah, <laughs> tap walks, dances he, all across yeah. the line. He literally yeah. tap dances. He's checking and jiving. We yeah. don't know his name from watching the episode no, of television. He's, yeah. he, the, he's literally Jim Crow. Ugh. <laughs> also, like, the, the way they do his face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gonna, like ban this episode. Like, oh no, no, we cannot get one more with feeling taken down. You guys, we can't be responsible for this. Uh, when it gets when it gets pulled down, they'll be like, Ira Madison the Third referenced Sweet as Jim Crow. <laughs> and they immediately took it down. They're a lot of Ben and the Toy Freezer were also there, so remember to at them. Yes, just jokes, just jokes. Leave it up on whatever streaming service Buffy's on at the moment. Right. Um, so there what 
just black people on these shows, mostly when there were any people of color, they were black people. Uh, but uh, on Angel, we had Daniel Day Kim as uh, Gavin, who was uh, Lila's post Lindsay foil at Wolfram Hart. And from the little we had of him, he was incompetent. Mm-hmm. And it really it was one of those things where we need to make Lila kind of part of the gang, but not. Mm-hmm. So we'll have Gavin be the, like the opposition, so she'll help the gang. So a terrible person like Lila gets redemption. And uh, this uh, new Asian guy, he can fuck off. I, I believe he, is he killed. Is he killed by the beast? I think he is. I think he. I think he is the beast. Like in that massacre, right? Yeah. 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 Another of uh, the pattern of Daniel Day Kim, like just not being respected in, in something. Right. Yeah. You have to use use him correctly. Yeah. By the way, since I've already come out as a season six fan of Buffy. Yes. I'm gonna come out as a season four stan of Angel. Oh. Okay. As am I. Okay, Jasmine <laughs> did that. Jasmine did that. And I'm sorry that. people don't like the mechanics of it, but she was a great villain, and that was a great arc. And also the, man- and the it mechanics ma- of it makes... it gave Fred something to do, to be honest. Yeah. The right. mechanics of it make sense, even though I, I never want to see the scene that should not be mentioned ever. We don't have to say it. People know what we're talking about. Yes. Don't say it ever. <laughs> do not speak its name. Yeah. You know what it is. It's been burned in your brain ever since you saw the episode. You don't need to, <laughs> to bring it up, but like, the story makes sense. It's solid. Uh, I, I've i never understood, like, even at the time, I didn't understand people who didn't like the Jasmine arc. I mean, I understand not liking the season, especially watching it as it aired. It's a show that like, the season works better as a binge season of television, 100%. Mm-hmm. So I understand, like, being upset with it. But I always I felt loved like, it. I thought the cliffhangers were great week to week. I mean, okay. I agree, but that's season four was season four was, <laughs> season four was it. Season four was it, and I will agree with you on that, one hundred percent. That's right. But people hated Jasmine, and I just never got it. I thought Gina Torres was perfect as, as this. And then one thing I would always see uh, in criticism for it, which uh, huge red flag, was people comparing Jasmine to Oprah. Oh. Mm. Uh, and they really <laughs> jumped through some hoops to do like a zealotry thing with Oprah. I'm just like, no, this is like a literal like religion thing. Antichrist, right. Jesus Christ situation. It's not a race related thing ever, but like you guys really want to bring up Oprah. Um, like all mm. the race people I knew in my life who thought like I should go as Oprah for Halloween. I did. What is Oprah? <laughs> I mean, you are the Oprah of this podcast, Sarah. Oh, stop. It's true. I don't even have a gale. <laughs> Get a gale. Actually, actually I, I do, do have a gale. Yeah, gale. you do. I do have a gale. <laughs> uh, I don't have a Steadman. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I love Jasmine. Gina Torres was great. Gina Torres Afro is perfect Cuban. Always. Yes. Yes. We stand. We do. Yeah. Always. We stand Miss Pearson. Jessica Pearson. We stand Miss Anna Espinosa. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm having alias feelings. I'm sorry. You just immediately threw me to another show that now I'm in. Okay. <laughs> you are welcome. We, you are we, welcome. We, we stand Nebula <laughs> from Hercules the Legendary Journey. <laughs> Cleopatra from Xena. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Race and Jasmine never made sense to me, but I saw it a lot um, from white men criticizing the show. It's always them. Always it is always them. You need to look inside yourself if you don't like the Jasmine story <laughs> and ask why. 
Look inside Cleopatra. It's coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we, we've talked a lot uh, uh, about all this. We've, we've been talked about like WB's uh, past with race and UPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys want to wrap this up? Uh, any final parting like shots on Buffy? Yeah, like we're, we're taking we're taking you down, Buffy. We're taking you <laughs> down. At least Angel had one black character. I just now I'm just picturing this alternate universe where Bianca Lawson was Cordelia Chase. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was really the different the like, butterfly away, right? effects it would have had on the entire series. I, I, again, I truly imagine a world where she does not get with Xander because they won't allow it because he's not good enough for her. Right. I mean, so many things could have happened. It could have been, maybe that show wasn't ready for a black lead or like a black like ensemble member and like that character would have been a completely different character and wouldn't have been on angel and would have been mistreated maybe it would have been amazing they would have created like a black boyfriend for her just randomly right exactly like sometimes you you would have got gun and cordelia then yeah uh, yeah yeah so maybe it just wasn't meant to be bianca was meant to not be on that super super in that super super white environment for (laughs) ever and go on to do her own things and be a be a Noel's sister. Well, not a Noel's sister, but be a Beyonce sister. Noel's <laughs> <laughs> is not involved anymore. Yeah. But a sister-in-law to Beyonce. Sister-in-law, yeah. And you know what? That's history, love. It's history. But I will, I will yeah. now always wonder what might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But clearly they weren't ready, like, considering they, weren't. they had no people of color that's also what i'm going to be thinking about the fact that all of those seasons of both of those shows they managed to have no people of color again it is a choice an active choice at that point Mm -hmm. yeah and And with that and we've had it we have had it and they they had better have have black writers next season yeah oh wait (laughs) (laughs) that's why uh they actually they need to give the revival to us that is the reparations that we uh, <laughs> is that still yes. happening it's still being developed i guess so i, who knows? I don't know I yeah i don't know if it's, it's not happening i don't think it's happening but that means there's room to pitch more <laughs> yeah. give us our kendra the vampire slayer show where it's an alt world where she doesn't get killed from a fucking paper cut and also she doesn't have a stupid accent and that's our show <laughs> get her some dialect uh, coaches or an actual Jamaican the person. dialect coach is the reason why that was allowed and or a real Jamaican mm. person uh l- let me write Olivia let me write Olivia the <laughs> yes, series the Olivia revival the spin-off people oh yeah people always talk about like a Giles spin-off no an Olivia spin-off but Giles, Giles can show shows up maybe yeah maybe but this was fun Olivia was yeah. i'm glad we uh, were given this space um yes. yeah by our white friends thank you yeah. white friends. we brought up jim crow uh that's exactly <laughs> what they wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> got spicy yeah, yeah super spicy just like justin baljoni <laughs> <laughs> uh he is so hot yeah uh yeah, where can everyone find it. you guys on the internet uh you can find me at alana bennett a-l-a-n-n-a B-E-N-N-E-T-T, lots of double consonants on Twitter and Instagram, but mainly Twitter. And on Roswell, New Mexico, whenever that airs, places. It's on Netflix. Don't find me. <laughs> Just don't look for him. 
Don't yeah, find me. I really me. need any but, more fans, honestly. <laughs> but watch, watch Q Force, the last show I read on. Um, yeah. Next, next year in June, sometime, on Netflix. And you're you not gonna remember me. by the. You're not, no one's gonna remember <laughs> that by the time the, it comes out. <laughs> everyone, is, everyone is is saving this episode because yeah. of their white guilt, so they'll, yes. they'll remember. Sure, they'll, they'll re-listen every They'll listen day. to it next February, so. <laughs> this is now yep. a, a, a Juneteenth uh, podcast, actually. Yes. Yeah, it'll be Juneteenth. That's when they'll listen to it, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen to this on Juneteenth, otherwise, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at Lafergs on Twitter, L-A-F-E-R-G-S. I don't have an Instagram. I'm sorry. I don't take pictures. <laughs> and from there, you can find uh, my writing because I, I, you know, I plug myself. You know, everything. oh my God, it's because your name's Latoya, <laughs> La Fergs. Yeah. I thought it was. Jesus I thought Christ. it was. I thought it was L A Fergs. Yeah, like it, you live, it also like works. It works both ways. It works both ways. I'm dumb. Uh, Why'd they <laughs> listen to me for two hours? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, thanks to Kristen and Jenny for allowing us to uh, hijack their podcast and uh, talk about Jim Crow, Ashanti. Uh, a character named Robin Wood, which is just, again, that's a hate crime to name a character Robin Wood, black yeah. or any color, honestly. Um, I'm never not talking about Jim Crow and Ashanti. Right. You, I mean, you have <laughs> oh, baby. To. It'll come up eventually. Be safe out there. Be safe out there. What if we just don't give the podcast back? Uh, uh, yeah. This is our show now. It's just ours. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. That's okay. very fair. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. Ha, 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 ha.